I'm Colin Perry, and this is Life, Death, and Tarot. Um, I'm recording this on the seven-year anniversary of my bat mitzvah and the seven-year anniversary of when I got my Hebrew name. I was in Israel on this day seven years ago on a kibbutz, and um, I had this beautiful bat mitzvah ceremony, and I got a Hebrew name, and it's one of my most treasured moments in my life. Um, My Hebrew name is Naomi, by the way. Uh, What's your Hebrew name? (laughs) And if you don't have a Hebrew name, what would you pick for your Hebrew name and why? (laughs) So that said, this announcement that I had a bat mitzvah as an adult um, and a Hebrew name, I actually do not identify as religious, Um, although you could call me religiously promiscuous and that would be accurate and I would be like, yeah, that's, that's me. So I was raised Catholic through 8th grade. I went to Catholic school. Um, I go to Catholic Mass now about once a month, but I don't take communion. Um, I am a practicing Buddhist, and uh, I was just two weekends ago, I spent half a day in meditation with a bunch of local Buddhists, and I also observe Shabbat every single Friday. Shabbat is a Jewish tradition. Every Friday night in many Jewish homes, you light two candles, you sit for dinner, you turn off all your social media and your distractions, you can say prayers. Most families will put a little bit of money in like a charity box to eventually donate. Um, I'm also a yogi. So I spent many years, especially my teens and my 20s, being really angry at religion. It just seemed like there were so many contradictions and just a ton of BS. And I was like really mad at all these people who were willing to accept these contradictions just like blindly and not only accept them, but then have children and then teach those children within that. That just drove me nuts. And I kind of the way that I dealt with that anger, because just for some reason, this was something that was important to me and bothered me. I kind of turned my anger into, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to learn everything about you, religion. And so I ended up with a degree in Judaic studies and the ability to read and write biblical Hebrew and speak a little bit of Hebrew. Crazy? Yeah, a little bit. So today, I do not identify as religious, but I participate in the parts that make me feel brighter and make me feel more joyful. When I look back at my like anger at religion time period, I can see how close-minded I actually was. I had my mind made up, and I was really only open to things that supported what I believed to be true. Um... I think a lot of us do this. So today, my edges are a lot softer, and I realize that this change from how I was to how I am now, it came from when I let go of the need to have religion be clearly defined. Like, 
when I let go of the need for this black and white, right and wrong, when I let go of my need to be quote unquote right, that's when um, a big shift happened. Because the thing is, me being right about religion is not going to happen and it's not going to do anything. Imagine being dropped in the middle of the ocean and trying to smooth the waves out to stillness. That's like... That's like the experience of trying to prove religion wrong. Why? Why do that? Today, I use my religious experience as a way to connect with other people, to participate in other communities. Um, It lets me be a part of the community that I live in in a bunch of my community's different layers. Um, It's a way for me to be able to better support other people. Having all of my religious sort of experiences I can connect with so many more people because of that. Um, also, all this religious stuff that I've done my, in my life, it's a way for me to participate in traditions that are hundreds of years older than myself. And, some, and I've been doing this genealogy research on my own family lately, and I have gone back uh, a ton of generations, but there's, I can tell what faith traditions my ancestors were a part of. And it's like really awesome to know that I'm doing some of the same traditions that they did three or 400 years ago. And that's really cool. So I focus more on the people and the history and the traditions and the celebrations and the food and less on the rightness or the wrongness. Um, In a nutshell, I now worry about meeting people where they are rather than expecting people to come to me where I am. If it makes me happy, I focus on that. Rightness or wrongness, that's not going to get you the quickest way to happiness. So religion doesn't make me angry anymore. It's complex, it's challenging, it's jacked up in a lot of places. Yep, but what's ultimately important is being able to allow something that challenges you in your life to also contribute positively to your life. Why am I bringing this up? I bring this up because this might be a surprising episode for some of you. Cora, who you'll meet, um, and I changed her name for this episode. She's in a situation that many folks have been in. And I think many people end up here sometimes without even realizing it. And that's kind of how love works, right? You, you love what you love and you go towards it. That said, sometimes the signs we're given are not the signs we want. Tarot cards or a therapist or whatever you use to check yourself on your own bullshit, that only works if you yourself are open to the idea that you might be wrong that you might be misguided, that you might need to find another solution, um, that you might need to ask for help or accept help, whatever it is. And and, and the thing is, I am not saying that Cora needs to do any of this. I want to be clear. But what I'm saying is that sometimes tarot cards or therapy or that friend that said something that rubbed you the wrong way, maybe you need to really consider it really consider what's being said. So for this week, this episode is asking you, the listener, what are you holding on to? What are you quote unquote right about? What are you unwilling to let go of? 
Hi, I'm just gonna pop in here with a reminder. What is a past, present, and future reading? So for each of these interview episodes, I give a three-card reading, and it's called a past, present, and future reading. The first card you pull goes in the past position, and it kind of tells us things about the recent past. The second card we pull goes in the present position, and that kind of gives us clues and insights to today, last week, next week. And then the third card we pull has to do with the future um, and where you may possibly end up or patterns or things to watch out for. So that's a past, present, and future reading, and it is meant to help us see bigger picture items, identify patterns and themes that might show up in life. Which deck did you pick? Um, I picked deck number two. Great. Now deck number two is this guy and it is a mostly a brown deck and it's called the Morgan Greer Tarot. This is my favorite deck um, and it's my favorite deck because I think it has some of the neatest illustrative style. Um, one of the reasons, okay. oh our friend death card, um, I'm holding up the cards and showing them to you. One of my like I love tarot decks because they're all different styles of illustration. Um, okay. And this one's just my favorite. I just think it's really well done. And this deck came out in the 1970s. So, Ooh. yep, it's been around a little while. All right, so here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to shuffle the cards and then work with you to, like, lay them out. And then I'm going to work with you to actually flip over the cards. And then what I do okay. is I will read to you the traditional meaning of the card. Like, what does the book say? And then we'll talk about what, what it, like other layers um as i as okay. i sort of develop it out and as people okay. listen to this they love to hear what's going on in your life okay so the deck is all shuffled and what i'm gonna do now is set it down in front of me and i'm gonna break it into two piles and i need you to tell me if i should put the right on top of the left or the left on top of the right the left on the right okay now, I'm going to be spreading out the cards. Now, I'm going to take my finger from the left side all the way to the right, and then okay. you just have to tell me when to stop, when to flip a card. Okay. And we're going to do three cards because this is a past, present, and future reading. So, you okay. tell me when to flip. That one. This one? The one before it. Here? Or here? Here? That one, yes. Wonderful. We have the five of pentacles, and this is pulled in reverse. Okay, now we're going to pull the second card, which is going to be for the present position. Okay. There. This one? Yes. We have the Justice card in reverse. The Justice card is a major arcana card. It's a little bit extra special. So, all right, now okay. we're going to pull the card for the future position. Okay. That one. This guy? Yes. 
Oh, we have the two of cups. Okay. So these are your cards, my friend. So we see that there's some, the first thing we do is just, we, we just want to take a look and see like what's showing up. What are the symbols? So we have a couple, like a boy and a girl in the past position. Then we just have the justice card in the present position. So we have this very regal lady. And then the future position, we have another couple, um, a boy and a girl. Um, so we have sort of similarities, sort of mirroring each other in the past and the future, just for okay. the fact that we have a boy and a girl. Um, okay. And then your past and your present card are in reverse. Now in tarot, every single card has two meanings depending on which direction it shows up. So I'm reading okay. this for you. So these two are in reverse. So they're actually flipped like this. And then okay. the future card is right side up and that's the two of cups. Now, let me get my little, and then I need to, I'm just gonna stare here for a second because I like to take stock of all the imagery and then I'm gonna read you the traditional meaning of these cards. Okay. Hmm. Now, have you ever had your tarot read before? Um, years ago. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Was it a positive experience or? It was a positive experience. That's good. Okay. That's really good. I always hate to hear when tarot is negative because I don't think oh. it should ever be something that's negative. <laughs> I'm okay. really optimistic of it, but yeah. That's cool. Okay. So the five of pentacles is what we pulled in your past position. And visually there's like a wall and then there's like a stained glass window and that's a circular stained glass window. And there are five pentacles or stars that's appear to make that, that window up. And then there's a man mm -hmm. and a woman that are in front of the window. And the man has like a bandage over his forehead and a bandage around his arm. And he's holding a staff or a wand and then there's a woman and she's all like cloaked and she's like holding him. So okay. this card, if we sort of broke it down into just what does it mean at a basic level, consider carefully what consequences may result from joining forces. So this could be, and so you should be thinking about in your recent past, were you like in a new relationship, a new friendship, a new business partnership, any time that you were joining forces in the recent past, this card is like, be really sure before you do that or about doing that. Um, that is the basic meaning. Now, this card uh, has popped up in reverse. So when it's flipped, it has a different meaning. Usually, it represents different themes. Um, this is... Let me decide how I want to break this down. Um, this is an interesting card. It's a little bit complex. There's a heck of a lot of symbols that appear in the Five of Pentacles. Some cards in tarot are more simplistic. This one, I would argue, is a little bit more complex. Um, ah, okay. This card is all about creating contractual agreements or putting everything on the table before you get going um, or get started on something so that you make sure that um, there's not issues or conflict down the road. Um, this is showing up in the past position. So possibly there is a relationship of some kind in your recent past that 
had some issues or bumps in the road or maybe you took the brunt of something and the other person came out clean and happy and smelling fresh but you had to make a lot of sacrifice so that's kind of what this guy has to do with um there's more I want to say there but I want to keep it to the basics now the justice card this is a major arcana card and we pulled it in reverse and when a major arcana card pops up that sort of depending on what your belief systems are, your culture, your traditions, it's kind of like when, some, when one of these shows up, that's like justice, the devil, the fool, uh, the hierophant, one of those cards, it kind of means like there's stuff bigger than you at play and we pulled this in the present position. So it's with what's going on with you right now. So um, it might be like a guardian angel or ancestors from your past that are kind of popping back up and trying to nudge you on like a certain pathway. Or it's God trying to help you hear your purpose or your message. So anytime one of these sort of cards pop up, we know that um, you do not necessarily have 100% control of the situation at hand. Um, there's other things, depending on what you believe, that are in there, mixing okay. stuff, stuff up. Um, okay, so the justice card. This, uh, you need to stay focused on balance. Um, justice is all about balance. Balance of good and evil, justice, um, being fair. Um, so this is in the present position. So be paying attention to that kind of stuff in your life right now. Like separating emotion um from just what are the facts that sort of keep that front and center um also this is a card that's about if someone's telling you a story listen carefully and then you break it down personally and be like what does this person have to gain what do they have to lose how might that be impacting the way that they see the world or the way that they see whatever is going on okay Now, the card that we pulled in the future position is the Two of Cups. And on the Two of Cups, we have a man and a woman, and they're looking at each other, and they each are holding, like, a golden goblet. And it looks like they're, like, cheersing each other, like they're about to wrap their arms around each other and take a drink. The guy has on a cape and a red headband, and the girl has, um, like, a crown of um, leaves that are all, like, it's it's sort of like a headband. Um, And in the background... There's clouds, like black clouds that are sort of off in the distance. This is pulled in your future position. And this card has to do with um, you are about to enter a period where your emotional life, your intuitive life, um, your spiritual life is about to pick up speed and quicken and go faster. Um, And this card is attached to springtime. So I would imagine that for you, the near future means this spring. Um, This card has to do with a a joining of souls. Um, Usually it has to do with a romantic relationship, but it can also touch on like a really close friendship or a really close partnership. Um, Might be like something that references like, oh, you're my work wife or my work husband. Like just a a relationship that's special. Um, When you move into this period of time around the spring, so right now your reading is saying like take stock, pay attention to what everybody has to gain, what everybody has to lose, just be cautious. But in the future, it's important for you to express what you feel to say what's on your mind and to not be afraid to um stand up for whatever your beliefs are um okay 
the justice card here in the present. You're supposed to be taking stock of everything right now so that in the springtime, when, when you're in this future position, you can more confidently be sure of yourself and your decisions and where you're at. Okay. So that's kind of the, the general reading here. Um, and I just okay. want to know, does this resonate with anything? Is there anything you're thinking of in your life that this might be attached to? Um, yes. Um, I've been in a relationship for just, we just hit a year in October. Mm -hmm. So it's a new relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really sure, like, if I really want to end up with that, um, because he has other things that he has going on with his life. Um, and he in a relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm. So they... Honestly, they're married, so it's just, it's like me fighting time between, between that. me and her. Yeah, so me and he, uh, me and her are fighting between, between the time between, between him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's tricky, uh, obviously, yes. but also how yes. interesting that in your tarot reading here, we have a couple that shows up in your past and in your future. And in your present, we have this justice card. So we have this woman who is like, she looks very powerful. She's wearing a red robe with a green cape. She's got a crown. She's got a sword in one hand and the scales of justice in the other. And mm -hmm. she's like about to lay it out there because you can see she's kind of sitting on a throne just observing mm -hmm. and like taking stock of everything. And mm -hmm. just with what you told me, I feel like that's where you're at right now. Is, is that like, are you kind of like really taking stock of what you want? And um, I'm, I'm doing that. And then I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, um, it's been a year now and we've been in a relationship and you spend most of your time here. And like, I'm just like, okay, it's time for you to tell her Like mm -hmm. we're in a relationship and even though you say it's a piece of paper, um, I feel as though, okay, if you're going to be with me, then be with me and do whatever you need to do necessary to be with me versus you just holding on to a piece of paper and just, you know, being there for the kids, which I believe um, his kids are like 17, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. They're older children. They're older, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's nothing for you to hold on to anymore. And um, it's... Yeah, it's time for you to move on toward that. And I'm just, I'm getting to the point that I want to move on. And if he's not going to move on, then I'm going to move somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so so when whenever we look at tarot, like, I mean, it's just cards. And every card represents different themes. And then tarot is great because it makes you think about stuff in a way that you maybe wouldn't have thought about it. So I want to... Mm -hmm lay out a couple things knowing a little bit more about your life that these cards might say. Mm -hmm. so first of all, the past position, you have this couple, um, and okay. The pentacle suit is attached to, um, cause this is the five of pentacles in the past. The pentacles are attached to money to like, okay. Like this idea of, um, his marriage being like, you know, it's just, just a piece of paper, but they've got kids. Mm -hmm. This is like a mm -hmm. pentacle thing. It's just like material. It's just like the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And there is sort of a relationship here that's being depicted, but you have the guy that is injured and then the, a woman that's like kind of caring for him sort of, and he's mm -hmm. holding a wand. In tarot, wands have to do with creativity, innovation, new stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's up to you to sort of figure out what relationships being represented here because I would wonder if it's you and him or if it's his wife and him being depicted here, like their breakdown or like maybe, I don't know. I mean, or your, yeah. your breakdown. There's, there's something breaking down here. So I would put on your justice hat and think about the recent past how your relationship with him has evolved and how her relationship with him has evolved. Um, and there's also five pentacles that show up here. So there's five. So I don't know how many kids there are. If there's a family, is, is it a family of five by chance? Uh, yes. The, his, um, he has three children and his, his wife and him. Okay. And between the both of us, we have five kids. Interesting. I have two. And he has three. Yeah. So then we have five uh, pentacles that have shown up here. And, you know, kids are, uh, uh, let's just pretend that the pen- one pentacle for each kid. But then there is this couple in the front um, and the dude is damaged. The dude has some sort of issue. But I would, looking at this, like he's holding a wand and that's hope. And that's like potential and opportunity. Um Okay, so let's talk about this justice card here. So I feel like this justice card is probably you. She's like super regal. Um, She's holding the scales of justice. And if you look at the way that the card is drawn, one of the scales is lower than the other because something is out of balance. Um, So this is a sign to you that there's something that's not right. And it's up to you to decide how to fix it. Now, she's holding a sword, and a sword is – it can be a weapon, right? And it can also be a – like – a defense mechanism as well. Um, swords are also like phallic, um, literally like a dick, like a dick that's just like involving itself in your life. Um, so kind of <laughs> there is something to that symbolism. Um, she's also wearing a crown, so she's regal. Um, so be paying attention to the places in your life where you're treated really well. Where are you treated really well? Because this gal, this justice gal is treated really well you can tell she commands it right I mean the way that she presents herself now in the future we have this this couple and this is a very hopeful positive card and what I don't know just based upon the cards that we have here is if the couple that's depicted in the five of pentacles in your past is the same couple being depicted in the two of cups in the future I don't know um, and this is the future card, so it's up, up to you to sort of figure it out. But I will say that the Two of Cups generally is a romantic relationship card, and it's positive. And um, you've got to put on your justice hat and decide um, if you're already in that relationship or if this is possibly a new relationship. What is interesting is in the Five of Pentacles, the guy that is damaged and wounded um, Comparing to the Two of Cups, the guy that's depicted here, he looks the same. So it looks like the same guy, but the girl looks different because she's got different colored hair. So something for you to chew on. Um, The Two of Cups, this is the image of the heart making a vow. It sort of advises you to kind of pledge yourself to this relationship that's being represented and put your heart on the line because you have nothing to lose. Now, if you enter a situation where you haven't really thought about it, you might have something to lose because you haven't really taken stock of everything. So this is saying very clearly, you probably have good things in the future in the way of relationships, but you have got to take stock right now. In the relationship that we, um, that we 
that we're in. It's a great relationship. I have no issues. It's just that he fights with her. It's just when I say, like, they fight, like, they're doing, like, everything is bickering every day. It's like every time he's with me, he's calling, like, six, seven times a day. I understand it's his wife and everything. Um, but it's just to see where he is, where he's, um, who is in the background, who's doing all, you know, extra stuff. And he's just like, I get sick of her. I, it's just the more complaints about her. And I, I choose not to hear nothing negative about her because I just think it's, how you say it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't dislike her so much if you didn't want, well, if you didn't marry mm-hmm. You would like someone, you shouldn't mm-hmm. dislike them that bad and then you marry them. So, um, I just choose not to hear none of the negative stuff, but I just, from what I hear from her, it's just like very negative, everything. And my family knows him very, very well. He lives like actually across the street from my family. Ah. So he, he hangs out with my father and my aunts and my cousins and stuff. So he sees them every day. And I don't see them every day. And he hangs out more with them than anything. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 Huh. So, and he and he's also, he, he interacts with my kids very well. Um, we've been in a relationship for about a year, probably maybe four, four months. And, like, I'm, like, head over to everything, love with them, everything. It's been a lot within the short amount of time that it's been in, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Just, it's just that a piece of paper, as he says it, is what's holding him back. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you've got to put that justice hat on and decide, you know, a year in, because it sounds like there is a little bit of a conflict here that you're confronting. I mean, you're a year in now. Is it gonna mm-hmm. be? Is it gonna be this way forever? Because it sounds like it's not necessarily working for you a hundred percent the way that it is right now, right? Like something's got to change. Yeah, it, it actually, yeah, it is. Um, um, they've only been married for three years, but they've known each other for twenty plus. Dang. They've been back and forth. So um, this will be their fourth year of marriage, and I was like, we've been dating for a year and a half, so you've been only married to her for three years, and you you ready to? just give it all the way or whatever. But, um, yeah, it, I, and then I, I know the wife I've spoken to her. I've had conversations with her and she just don't know that I'm actually the one that's dating him. Oh, so, okay. So she doesn't know about you at all. No. Okay. At all. Okay. Okay. Well, and I'm, and I'm actually right in her face every time that I come over toward my family's house because she's she's over there also too mm-hmm. so uh, it's yeah she's I see her every day <laughs> oh my goodness how are you doing that because it's got to be because what you're a year into this relationship right and mm-hmm. you're seeing her now right like she sounds like she's like in your life um how how are you at, at the point because it sounds like you have an established relationship with him how are you gonna like communicate because at what point does she know or does she get to know or is that something that you guys want to happen um I want it to happen um but he explains to me that he wants to do it in his own way he just he just doesn't want to just like okay 
while we sitting here while, with my family functions and everything, oh, you know, I've been dating her for a year and a half. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like the more time that goes on, then the conversation goes from I've been dating her for a year to I've been dating her for two years or I've been dating her for three years. And that's that's a big thing to go from, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so do you think he's just uh, scared or he doesn't know what he wants or he's not really ready to make a decision? Um, what, um, what he explained to me was that He's, he doesn't want to, his young, well, his youngest child is 16. So he's explaining, like, I don't want to just leave him um, with his mom. I don't want anything to, you know, he doesn't want to disrupt his life um, yeah. and don't, and just don't want to leave out of his life at all. And I explained to him, like, my kids don't have their father, even though their father is very much in their life, but they're, they're missing their father too. So how do you think it's on both ends that the kids are going to miss their father, but we have to be able to move on to the relationship. My kids have gotten used to you being around and you're here almost every other day and we're out all the time. And I can't even meet your children. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can't be or, fully in his life. Really? I mean, it's and, like there's, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like I can, I know of your children and I see your children, but you would never tell them. But the kids have, have like caught us like at parks in the neighborhood and stuff, um, talking with each other or hanging out or whatever. And they've seen me, but they don't know of me. Ah, uh, man, that's so tricky. It's, it's difficult for that. Yeah, and that's got to not not feel so great either, you know? Yeah. Because I, it's like when we in the neighborhood, it's like, okay, you can't go to this store, you can't go to that store. You, I don't want to be seen nowhere around here. Mm-hmm. And we've been caught before. It was um, probably like six months ago, and we were riding, and um, his wife was parked somewhere, and he was in the car with me, and we just drove right in front of her and I looked her in the face and she looked him in the face and the the look that he had on his face as quickly as he jumped out the car was just like oh my gosh I gotta get up out of here I don't want to say nothing else to you I'll talk to you later and and took off and I'm like okay something's gotta give yeah gotta give so what what do you want to have like what what would be the ideal thing for you in this situation um i want i want the relationship there's no doubt i want the relationship but i want to be able to for you to tell her and to, and to get it over with mm-hmm. the, the longer you wait the longer it's going to be and the worse it's going to end up for for you and her even though i've heard that she's a total bitch um, uh, it's just, it's very negative between the both of them. So I just wanted to get it over with so we can clear the air. Like, it's, it's like everyone knows that we're dating except for her. Mm. Are you sure? Or is it something where she like might know, but you know what I mean? I don't, I don't hide it, but I don't think because she's real close to my family. I don't think my family is going to tell her mm-hmm. that. So, um, 
it's like they might feel she might feel betrayed by my family because she sees them and no one's told her anything yeah well and the longer that uh he waits um Mm -hmm. that comp is gonna come like probably compound the hurt for her because then she'll think of Mm -hmm. all these people who also didn't say anything to her yeah now the justice card i want to say to you what what the like motto for this card is again okay balance the scales so you have to be the one to balance these scales to support truth to support truth and serve the greatest good Okay. That's what she is telling you loud and clear. And I feel like that this directly relates to what you're dealing with. I mean, it's pretty clear. So you got to balance those scales and it's up to you. And this is a major arcana card. So if you're religious or spiritual or you talk to like ancestors, like do that, do that and really listen to what they say. Okay. Um, yeah. Gosh, do you, okay. Do you have any other questions about the cards or about your reading? Um, no. Um, no, I don't have any. I don't have any um, questions. I wanted to know. Also, we were also thinking about having children between us, and I don't know if it's like the right time to do that. Well, he wants it obviously like really bad, but. I'm just like, okay, with the situation, you haven't cleared one situation, why jump into another one to make it even worse? Yeah. Um, let me just peek at these cards again just to see if there's kid stuff that kind of pops up here. Hmm. You know, to be honest, these cards do not really talk about, like, there's there's no themes that are attached to children. Okay. So I would say that this is one of the things where you won't be able to yes or no on that, on the kid question, until you balance the scales right now. Because it's saying that right now things are not fair to to everybody probably. That's that's how that works. So you've got to bring that into balance because any decision you make now where things are out of balance, it's it's not going to set that up for success. So – Probably in the interim, the answer is no until you support the truth and get it out there. Um, okay. But thank you so much for Very sharing awesome. your story because I know you are not the only person that is in probably a very similar situation, you know? And also, today is my birthday. What? So that's why I did. Happy <laughs> birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's why I picked this day versus like, any other day. Any yeah. other day. Well, yeah. how cool. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. You. Well, happy birthday to you. And what a cool Thank thing so to do much. on your birthday is get a tarot Thank reading. You. That's that's so cool. I love that. Okay. Well, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I'll talk to you later. Good luck. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's our episode this week. Sometimes the signs we're given are not the signs we want. 
I encourage you to ask yourself this in your own life to help you find the things that you're clinging to, that you're attached to, that maybe aren't serving you well. (sighs) All right, I'll be in Portland, Oregon on Thursday, February 22nd at the Feastly venue. Um, I am tickled about this and I'm full of like all of these feelings of gratitude and I feel like I swallowed the brightest disco ball on planet earth. I am just beaming. Um, Shannon Feltis, she has crafted a meal that you are definitely not going to forget and I'll be hosting this dinner which is called Divine Dining. Um, I'll be peppering in unique facts from my ongoing thanatological research that connects to what you're eating and what you're drinking and it also weaves in tarot. Um, There will be micro tarot readings that everybody gets at this dinner and Allie Ward from the Ologies podcast will be there. Um, I appeared on the, I think it was the sixth episode, the Thanatology episode over there. And I know a lot of you found me because of that episode. So Allie's going to be there. And also one of the gals that I interviewed for this podcast, but it hasn't aired yet. She is flying in from across the country. I feel so grateful. God, just yes. Gratitude. Um, this morning also. I was getting my workout in. Um, I'm doing a 10-week program right now. Um, It's called Melt. And every day I have to do like an hour of these particular exercises. Um, Last year, I lost 26 pounds when I switched to the ketogenic diet. And I do have some health issues. I have PCOS and... Um, you know what? I'm going to put a fat pic <laughs> from myself um, in the episode notes so you can see where I was 10 years ago because I have been working really hard to just get to a point where I feel so good inside and out. So anyway, this morning, going through my workout and I pulled up the Life, Death, and Tarot page on Apple Podcasts and we have 20 ratings. <laughs> I got like very emotional seeing that as I was lifting my leg repeatedly 40 times in a row. (laughs) It just, it means a lot to me. So to you, this might just be like a podcast that you're listening to. But for me, this is like a big deal. It's an opportunity every single episode to share my work in thanatology in hopefully an enjoyable, fun way. Um, So take a second to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, In the episode notes on lifedeathtarot.com for this episode, I linked to some resources, including the dinner next week in Portland. You can sign up to be on the show there too, which is free, or you can book a paid reading, which is private and not recorded with me. um, And that goes to support this podcast. Uh, Another way you can support me is by buying really fun pens at bullshitpen.com. There are these really cool classic click pens that say, I don't have time for bullshit on them. Easier said than done sometimes, my friends. Easier said than done. Um, Also, I am working on a Mortisode right now about friendship and support. And I'm looking to hear from folks who had a really, really challenging moment in life. How were you supported or not supported? I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me a direct message on our Instagram account at lifedeathtarot or you can shoot me an email at lifedeathtarot at gmail.com. I also want to say thank you to Victor and Perry for the music and the production on this episode and to Cora for sharing her heart with all of us. Bye. Bye.